John, thanks very much for joining us here on Game Changers. Uh, let's, uh, I guess, start with the past weekend, uh, your experience uh, in Edmonton at the Challenge Cup. Yeah, um, you know, obviously, uh, great experience for all families that are involved in the HPL uh, program. And, uh, you know, definitely our families. Uh, making a trip to Edmonton is quite easy and, uh, you know, affordable. And uh, obviously with the amount of hotels and the new outlet near the near the airport, which uh, gave a bit of time for some extra activities between games. Uh, and obviously the rink itself was uh, unbelievable. What about the excitement for the kids, um, you know, getting to face uh, competition from another province, the, the first, I guess, travel, big trip of the season and, and all that stuff. Uh, was it, was it pretty keyed up Were the kids pretty excited over the weekend? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously an in independent hockey world uh, is uh, quite small and uh, you know, having a partner so close to us uh, over in Alberta, it gives us that uh, variety of teams and competition that, you know, you, uh, you kind of miss out a little bit through minor hockey, but, you know, knowing that a province over has got the best players in Alberta, they're playing and, um, you know, to make that trip is, is great. So, uh, you know, obviously a lot, lot easier to get to than most places in North America. Yeah, and, and you mentioned it, the independent hockey world is small. So what was the competition like between the HSL and the HPL? I, I was there and I thought it was uh, pretty close most of the games. Yeah, I think uh, both provinces are doing a fantastic job growing, uh, you know, this uh, new stream for families. Uh, you know, we call it uh, stream of choice, um, you know, without many restrictions on residential rules and, uh, you know, where kids can come from to play, uh, you know, within your province on an organization. So, you know, I feel like it's growing every year. Obviously, the HSL has done a fantastic job, you know, uh, being, I guess, pioneers out west of of this stream. And, you uh, you know, we feel out in BC, we've uh, done a great job growing our our option for families uh, right from the, you know, U7 program right up to U13 currently. Yeah, and I think it's uh, only growing and, and only getting better. And uh, the competition was great. Uh, you know, the, the facility, I guess uh, we can get to that. It's not fully finished, but what you from what you saw from the Silent Ice Center, uh, how excited are you to get back and, and, and check it out when all the bells and whistles are going? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously, uh, you know, when the kids are on the ice, the ice is ice, but, you know, I think... Uh, Felt definitely for the age groups that were there uh, this past weekend, the U11 and U10s. Uh, you know, both rings had a you know great environment with uh, the the seating and the and the music and the PA announcers and uh, you know obviously uh, the dress rooms were really nice and uh, you know the overall facility and uh, the live streaming at in the the last day was uh, so, so well done and uh, professionally done that family and friends back home were able to uh, still enjoy the game without you know, obviously being all the way out in uh, Alberta. Yeah, that's, you know, that's something that uh, we certainly take pride on is is giving these kids uh, a, a bit of a big league experience, even at that young age. And, and honestly, the hockey deserves it the hockey is so good that a lot of people should be watching the next generation so you know when I was a kid I was lucky if somebody had a camera in the stands and I always say it looked like they were shooting from a boat but you know for these kids to be able to go back and, and watch these highlights over and over again I'm sure they were already watching them on the way home yeah I know it's great um like I said you know we had a lot of you know obviously with our team group chats and uh 
you know, our, uh, we had people cheering, cheering each other on and obviously, uh, positive words of encouragement for the kids in attendance. And, uh, obviously there's, you know, a lot of older grandparents that just can't make the trip out, uh, to be able to still watch their grandkids play and, uh, you know, enjoy their, their experience from afar. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to, uh, I know I got to go out there again. I think our 2015's, uh, are you nine team is out there in a few weeks. And then, uh, are you, uh, are you 12 team will be out there, uh, early December, I believe. So, yeah, it's a, like I said, it's a great facility. Obviously, when the restaurant upstairs is fully open and the full seating where uh, the parents can enjoy walking around the concourse and, uh, you know, enjoying some of the great architectural designs that, you know, they've done uh, inside the rink and outside will be uh, tremendous. Yeah, there will be a difference uh, when you get back for sure. And, and you know, the broadcast will be uh, even better than they already have. How about coaching in the HPL? You've been able to coach at a lot of different uh, high levels and obviously coach some uh, extremely high-level players. Uh, what do you like about the HPL? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I was, I'm fortunate enough that living in Vancouver, uh, we had a lot of opportunities to coach at some uh, great organizations that allowed players to move in at a at an early age it's just uh you know the negative was you know other other kids and other jurisdictions were restricted to where they live and uh residential areas so you know the hpl has been really exciting because like i said it's choice it's uh you know families aren't happy with a coach or type of program they're running they they can go to another team or another program with no you know no worries about you know where they live and whatnot so I think it's a real positive thing for the kids and the families to to choose their right path and right developers to uh, help their athlete achieve you know their ultimate goal of success in uh, in the sport of hockey. Yeah, choice. Um, I, I personally, I just think choice makes everybody step up their game and, and everybody having a choice or, or another choice. Obviously, it's a, a, a lot of family decisions, just like when when players get older. And and that kind of leads into the, the JPHL, the Junior Prospects Hockey League, which is, uh, I, I think, a perfect uh, stepping stone from the HSL or the HPL. Um, the JPHL in its second season, what do you think about this uh, vein of independent hockey at the older age groups yeah i think like you know alberta seems to be more um currently more forward thinking than let's say out west i mean uh you know meaning bc definitely lower mainland we have you know a number of academies that play in the cshl that you know do a great job as well and uh it's something that's been around for a long time um to try to break in that market's going to take a little bit of time but i feel it's growing and you know the awareness of it of the JPHL with some obviously high-end uh, players from BC playing in it currently uh, Liam Pugh who's playing with the Langley Academy uh, right now is a tremendous prospect and uh, will you know hopefully put the JPHL you know at a, at a new level and obviously the current uh, environment with the BCHL being independent that you know for kids that are in that U18 age group that are looking to go to the NCAA route um, it seems like a a no-brainer for uh, families to uh, choose that side of of the independent stream to uh, be affiliated. 
Yeah, and and I just think it's going to force a lot of leagues out there to step up their game. You know, anytime somebody new comes along and gives another choice, it makes everybody have to be better. And we should all be striving to be better for the next generation of hockey players. This is forcing, I think, all the other leagues, including the JPHL each year, to improve and, you know, you want to attract players, you have to offer something maybe that somebody else doesn't or be better at it than they are in, in your words. So I think in, in the league's words, in our words. So I think that yeah. it's just forcing everybody to step up their game. No, I agree. I mean, it's obviously it's, uh, it's definitely a, a practice that's been uh, used down in the U S for many years. And, you know, you look at the LA junior Kings programs or the Anaheim junior ducks or kids are moving across the country because, from Arizona to play for Detroit just because their program's better and uh, and better offering for competition. And, you know, I think the thing with the JPHL that I really, I really like is their uh, cost unity between all the programs and, uh, you know, the cost sharing, I guess, if you want to call it, call it such. And um, the opportunity to, to have showcase weekends for all the scouts to attend and, and watch the players. And, um, you know, obviously uh, the exposure is, is great. Yeah, the you know the I, I know the scouts from talking to them. They they enjoy the fact that the games are uh, the four four day showcase, three day showcase, and and a lot all the games uh, online as well. So uh, there, there's a lot of uh, things that they're getting right, and they'll continue to uh, to tweak and and just like every league, uh, continue to make changes. Uh, well, what we we can't have you on without talking about um, you know one of the greatest players that I'm sure, and maybe the greatest player that you've ever had a chance to work with, and he's so new into the National Hockey League. Uh, you've known Connor Bedard for a long time. I, I read a great article last year where you said he just was like a sponge jumping into drills even when there was NHL players. So what's your thought process having known him so well and spent so much time with him on his debut uh, so far in the National Hockey League? Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, just on the first part, obviously I've been super fortunate through uh coaching for a lot of years and being one of the, I guess, the first jumping into the the system of uh, Vancouver development way back in the day uh, to watch a lot of great players come through from, you know, Gilbert Brule right to uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's with the Oilers and Matthew Barzell, who won rookie of the year. And, uh, you know, obviously got fortunate here with, uh, with Connor being part of that next wave of, uh, great young talented players uh, coming out of our system in Vancouver. And, uh, you know, for any 18 year old to make the jump to the national hockey league is obviously quite difficult. And with the schedule he's had to endure here with, uh, I think it was five games on the road to start and all tough competition. And then obviously his home opener against Stanley cup defending champions wasn't, uh, didn't get any easier. And uh, I don't think it gets easier tonight with the Boston Bruins or, I think five and zero right now to start the season. So um, he's, you know, obviously doing tremendously well and getting adjusted to travel and, you know, not sometimes not even practicing, which I know uh, knowing for Connor is probably the biggest adjustment is just, uh, you know, not being able to get on the ice when he would be on the ice every day, all day, if uh, it was made available. He seems like no moment is too big for him. And and I know that's kind of maybe cliche with some young kids, but really he doesn't seem to ever get phased 
uh, by anything, whether it's, you know, going up against Sidney Crosby in the very first face-off of the NHL or, you know, jumping in drills uh, with guys in, in practices that you're running. Is that kind of his mindset, is that he just doesn't get phased by anybody? You know, I've been asked this quite a bit, and, uh, you know, obviously with all our kids in Vancouver, we've, we've uh, always believed in the paying it forward model or, you know, the young guys coming up, we allow them, you know, if they show that maturity and, and that attentiveness to uh, go and skate with the NHL guys um, from a young age. I mean, with Connor, he was 10 and uh, Barzell was 11 when he was first started skating with NHL guys. And uh, Liam Pugh skated last summer with the group with Connor actually um, on the ice. So, you know, and he was, two years ago, which he, so he would have been U 13. So we've always, we've always allowed or given those kids the opportunity to see how, you know, mentally do they react as a, uh, you know, as they call it a fanboy or just look at the players as they're just another player of, of the game of hockey and just jump into it. And that's the exactly how you would describe, uh, you know, and, and I think the fact that these kids come into the NHL more mature um, is just they're, they're looking at it at a young age, younger age now, some of them anyway, as, OK, this is not just hockey. It's something that I want to do. And they have that drive and determination, which is incredible to have uh, pre-teenage years. It just tells you how, how special some of these kids are. Not every kid can be that and should be like that, but the ones that can handle it, certainly it's, it's impressive. No, it is. And I, but I also think is obviously, I'm not sure how it is in Edmonton or, or Calgary area, but you know, in Vancouver, there's a few, few of us that work with uh, the local NHL players or pros uh, from Europe or American league guys. And, you know, most of us are running camps in the day, the same facility from U7s, U10s, U12s to pro guys skating in between. And uh, I think for a lot of our kids, it's it's just normal to see them every day and up close and personal and uh, get an autograph, take a picture. And it's, it's almost uh, a common thread here in the city. I know I spent some time in Toronto this summer and, um, you know, they're, they're on major lockdown for their pros and, who can get access to go and watch and, you know, enjoy that part of it. So I think our kids in Vancouver, definitely the lower mainland and uh, Kelowna, which has a lot of NHL players are uh, very fortunate that they get to watch it on a daily basis in the summer months. Yeah, and then they're maybe not as odd when, you know, they eventually get there, right? It's kind of like the thought of the JPHL is – get these kids, you know, ready for the next level so that they don't walk in bright eyed and, and, and wow, they're still going to be a little bit, most yeah. of them, but it, it, it certainly gets them ready. And, you know, playing in big events uh, is something like uh, that, that certainly helps you've coached in the brick. I've been able to call play by play for the brick. One of uh, the most fun tournaments uh, that there is out there and it's in a mall. So it's kind of cool. Um, I guess the experience of coaching in the brick for you, uh, it has been a lot of fun over the years, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, my first year uh, coaching at the Brick Turn was in 2001. Um, and then um, I didn't return back till 2007. Uh, uh, fortunate that we won that season. We had uh, Jansen Harkins, Math Barzell, um, Noah Juleson all on the team. And we had uh, great other kids on the team as well. And then, um, you know, just kept going back every year. And obviously with some all the organizers and Craig 
Styles and Andy Wingston and obviously our uh, team rep and Craig Reed were have always been super accommodating and uh, you know welcoming to all of us and you know definitely our families and uh, it's one of those events you mark on your calendar you're always excited to go um, obviously you know the mall is a great great venue and at that time of year it's uh, super busy you know 14 teams you know everybody's basically from out of town even team alberta at least half the teams from calgary generally so um there's always a buzz in the mall and uh you know me and a couple of my buddies that have coached that have coached with me it's we always find it interesting to try to pick out the future nhlers of from that tournament at 10 and you know we're we're always guessing and circling and going back when it's their draft year and uh yeah i think it's just really a neat experience to watch Cole Caulfield at 10 years old or, you know, Jack Hughes or, uh, you know, Connor for that matter, or Macklin Celebrini, who's projected to go number one this year. Or, um, it's been you know really cool to watch them and then see them progress throughout the rest of their career. And, um, you know, we've been fortunate. We've had some good teams over the years to, to compete and play in the finals and, and win. And, uh, it's, you know, I'd say it's, you know, the, the, the greatest greatest youth hockey tournament around and to happen at 10 years old it just is uh, a springboard into the next six years of uh who the kids are going to see constantly and throughout north america at every you know big spring event uh moving forward yeah i love going through the national hockey league draft each year and and seeing all the the kids that played in the, in the brick tournament or even you know a few years after the brick tournament the uh, the whl draft and when you're talking about kids at that age uh, you know you would know this more than me but they just they're sponges at everything so when you have them on the ice and you're teaching them stuff do they just like soak it up literally like a sponge and and is that some of the 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 pure joy that you get when when a young kid just gets it right away Oh yeah. If they get it right away, then it's, uh, it's like, uh, the heavens are opening up, but you know, they're still nine and 10 and their brains can only take up, you know, so much information. And I just, you know, I feel over the years being there since 07, that the team strategies have all gone much more complex than back in 07, where it's a lot now junior coaches, uh, some NCAA coaches have, have been there, some ex NHLers and pros and, you know, Marty St. Louis coached in that tournament for three years. So, you know, obviously you got to give more information and more strategies to the kids to an information that they got to retain. And for some, it's, you know, obviously more difficult than, um, than others, but, you know, it's always fun to see their improvement and growth throughout that tournament. And, uh, you know, about the programs, I mean, this year, I believe we had, between uh, the NHL draft, like nine or 11 players drafted this year that played on our brick team. So, um, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. And, you know, the cool part is when you still see them at the rink, they still recognize you and say hi. And I mean, uh, Seattle's got two kids and Jeremy Hansel and uh, Sawyer Mignot, who we were able to see this weekend as the, the T-Birds are practicing. So, you know, it was great to run into them and kind of, uh, you know, reminisce a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's a great event, great tournament. Um, you know, definitely, uh, stressful for parents and <laughs> everybody alike. Cause it's your first real big visual of, you know, your, your really your draft class and your, uh, athletes, uh, birth year, uh, for the next six years where you're going to be competing. 
Yeah, you get to see a lot of the same faces over the next few years. And Hansel, I went to the game on uh, Sunday. Uh, Seattle was in town. He dropped the gloves in that one. So it's uh, it's it's always fun uh, following kids that go along. And, you know, you as, uh, as a scout and involved in hockey, watching some pretty high-caliber hockey in BC. From what I've been told, the BCHL is excellent. You mentioned some of the academies, the JPHL. I mean, it's a pretty good time to be a scout in BC, based in BC right now, isn't it? A lot of miles, a lot of, a lot of, rink, uh, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of choices. So, you know, kids are kind of scattered everywhere, but um, yeah, I mean, you can any day or time on a weekend, you can find a game to go watch and uh, obviously see a prospect uh, moving forward. And, you know, in the youth hockey, whether it's, uh, you know, our stream or the traditional stream, there's a lot of, a lot of great players playing them both. And uh, obviously the, uh, the opportunities all lead to the same, same end result, which is, you know, obviously uh, the WHL for uh, many of these kids is their their goal and, um, you know, pro hockey uh, after that. Well, uh, a lot of kids that you've worked with have uh, went down that path and I appreciate uh, a little bit of the time that you were able to give us today, John. Look forward to seeing you when you get back into Edmonton and best of luck the rest of the hockey season. All right. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Dean.